All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 156. We are going to talk about that ass-whooping of a game one in the NBA Finals. Kyrie once again comes out with a quote that Drew and I can't wait to talk about. And Doc Rivers, 48 hours removed as the Clippers head coach, signs with the Philadelphia 76ers for next season. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, give me that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 156. And this episode will probably be as long as the Heat held the lead last night. This were, is how fast this is going to be. They were up for a little while. They, I mean, were, they, they came out guns blazing. Seven minutes, bro. The first seven minutes, Drew, I thought my, Dre, my Jay Crowder take was going to be it. <laughs> right? I'm like, yes. He comes out. I said, if he hits threes, it's going to be big. He hits his first three threes. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Miami goes up 13. You blink your eyes. They're down 16. What the hell happened yesterday? That was pretty Im- impressive, right? I mean, so the big news of this game is, is the loss of Dragic possible further injury of bam and then jimmy rolled his ankle that looked something bad. gnarly that looked bad that was a bad turn and like you know props to him for for playing the rest of that game well like, it's one of those ankle sprains though where like you go to the back you lace it up tape it as tight and then when you wake up in the morning though bro that shit's hurting we've it's a all balloon. been there it yeah. balloons up you yeah. know over the last 24 hours and it, you know it's almost exactly like what anthony davis did with his ankle in that game uh game four against denver and then he came back and was able to play i think jimmy will be you know, ready to go uh, as far as game two c- is concerned. But if there's no Dragic in this game, in this series, mm. you know, it's just, it, it, the road just got a little bit easier for the Lakers to win. The The big takeaway for me is that that game, game one played out the best possible case scenario for the Lakers and arguably the worst case scenario for the Heat. I mean, you could argue that if Jimmy went down instead of Dragic, that might've been the worst case scenario, but Dragic was obviously a huge part of this team and their success especially on the offensive end. He was, he's he's been, been playing so well. He's been playing his ass off. And so I just, you know, I don't think it could have gone much better for the Lakers, and, and I don't think it could have gone much worse for the Heat. Well, uh, both Dragic and Bam are doubtful for game two. Yeah, I don't so, think Dragic is going to play again this series. I think he's done. I yeah. think he's done. I think uh, Bam's going to do everything he can to play. But, you know, uh, you, what are you going to do without Bam? And, it, you know, this is very – we wanted to see how the matchups go, right? And you, you can tell right now that they're unmatched. Like it's it's going to be very difficult. This isn't the Celtics, you know. No. Bam, Bam played really well against Tice, and you know they're they're semi big men, and Bam is great. But when you have to guard guys like AD and Dwight and Javale, where there's so much height and there's they're expecting so much more offense from you, uh, it's going to be really difficult for them. And then you're asking a lot from Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, both of them who are defensive liabilities. They could shoot the rock, but when they're not shooting well, where is the the, the offense going to come from? You know what I mean? Right. Like you got to put up 115 points a game to beat the Lakers, and if Jimmy's dropping his 25 or whatever, where where are the rest going to come from? That and and that's and that's why Dragic was so crucial. Like when we're looking at this matchup, you know, when we gave our little preview, I don't think we talked that much about Dragic uh, because it was inherently, I think, known that he's been playing his ass off and that he was he's a leader for this team. He's not the leader but he is a leader for this team. 
Um, and, you know, you can't really put a, a, a specific value on what he brought to them for this entire uh, playoffs. And, and really, Kendrick Nunn has been like a zero. Total and, zero. And so, you know, Heat fans can go, well, maybe this is Nunn's opportunity to pick it up. And, it is. And, and yeah, he's going to get the opportunity. <laughs> right, it is. Uh, because they don't have any other choice. Uh, but he really needs to start playing like unbelievable level of basketball for them for him to reach the value that Dragic was bringing to them. And it's not going to happen, Drew. Like I, I honestly felt after last night's game, it's a wrap. This is all over. I and, and uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but I think everybody else is saying the same thing. I, I I love how Jimmy said after the game. If you guys think that we're going to get swept, you're wrong because I know Jimmy's going to come out and try his best. But when you got to rely on guys like Olenek and and uh, Myers Leonard now Ma- probably Myers. Be stepping up if, if Bam's out, yeah, it, it's not going to be. This is not going to be a fun series for Miami. No, but you know, you know, looking at the Lakers though, I want to bring up the stat of this was LeBron's fiftieth Finals game, fiftieth. This guy has been played more Finals games than Chris Paul has probably played playoff games you know what i mean like that's, <laughs> then a lot of people have played playoff games that's right. for sure that's for sure and he looked amazing the team he was did. clicking on all angles all the guys that you were concerned about shooting wise caruso shot well KCP. danny green shot well kcp shot very well i mean i don't think the lakers are going to come out and shoot 65 percent in the first half again but i don't think they need to this has only happened once in this playoffs where everything went smoothly all of our guys were shooting well. We were playing really great defense, which we did. I don't want to. I don't want to neglect to mention that our defense was very solid, especially Anthony Davis and LeBron did pretty well in this game too. Um, our defense was fantastic, but the shooting was the biggest question mark for us. And you can see if the Lakers play like that. Now, sixty-five percent was a lot. Know, oh my God! Yeah, that's. Ne- I mean, shit. That probably never going to happen again. <laughs> uh, maybe even won't. Have, might not happen again next year. Uh, but, you know, if we hit our, you know, the 40-ish percent, we are a very dangerous team. And and that's that's been the question mark. And when it when it shows up, I, all I have is a big-ass smile on my face. I'm like, there we go. No one's going to touch us if we're playing like that. And I think the, the biggest question uh, moving forward for the Lakers is, is the mentality aspect. Because it's very easy for them to take the same mentality that you and I are taking. Like, this, this series looks like it might be a wrap. LeBron don't play like that. LeBron doesn't. And right. he does a good job of checking guys to make sure that they don't play like that either. Uh, but you can see it. The, the antics on the sidelines. LeBron told him to cut that shit, though. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to continue to monitor those guys. And, I, you know, you can tell the way that the Lakers come into each game where their intensity is almost from the from you know the, the first two minutes and it looked like in that game one we were we were gonna take a loss and in that first quarter you're like wow and then all of a sudden we just go on this run and and a lot of that run was started down 13 lebron on the bench that's you know that's about as good as it gets for a lakers team we're down 13 we put our super one of our superstars on the bench and we start climbing back Climbing back, and then we end up with a fucking fifteen-point lead at halftime. There's no answer for Anthony Davis. <laughs> no, There's none. No, th- and Bam's I mean, trying his best. He's young. The squad is young and good, but they they just it's it's not enough. Yeah, they. I do think they absolutely like they tried the small ball with lineup mm-hmm. with us, and it was it, we we just mopped them up. So I do think you know we know Spolstra is a hell of a coach. So if he's going to do anything, he's at least going to try different shit. We know that he's not afraid to try different things. To, but we can try. If you don't have Bam and Dragic, your only choices are going to be Olenek and and none, right? Uh, 
it's I just think this is a wrap. I would love for Miami to to get one just for to you know because they deserve it. They played their ass off all playoffs. Yeah, it's it's just so sad, and it happens like this a lot, man. You know, right? You you play so well during the playoffs and regular season, and then one freak incident, and and you're going down for the rest of the year. And you know who knows? Uh, you know if Dragic's injury was aggravated, a lot of people might be guessing because of how many games they've had to play in in such a short period of time. You know, in normal series, you do not have to play every other day. And, you know, granted, they the Heat had a pretty easy road until it got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They only lost one game, right? They, they sweep the first round. They lose one game to Milwaukee. So they had some time to rest. But in that Boston series and then moving forward into this finals, they didn't have a lot of time and space for rest. And Dragic was playing every other night and they needed him to play big minutes. Uh, and to show up and and you know I do think that like that had to have played into this injury. Now I you know Dragic is a little bit on the older side as well, and so I just think I think the bubble is taking its toll in in a lot of different ways on different guys that we might not have expected. Um, but certainly injuries like this, we 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 definitely thought there was going to be injuries like this happening throughout this bubble and then here we go game one of the finals we get one. If you guys hear the barking, it's because we have our mascot Kona in the house. Kona got a road trip. If you don't know who Kona is, it's Drew's puppy. Yep. Um, she's, getting, she's in the studio for the, for, for the first time. <laughs> we weren't even going to – we were thinking about not doing a pod today just because that game was so uh, – It was a little deflating. It was so deflating. And I, I turned it off in the third I, I, when the third was over, I Drew. did not. I, I was know celebrating. you didn't. I was having so many shots. I, I did the Mark Jackson drinking uh, well, game. Well, we're going to talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay, we can talk about it now because we want you guys to do this with us. Drew and I kind of had a really nice idea about doing a Mark Jackson, and I kind of wanted to include uh, the rest of the boys, uh, Van Gundy and Bream. Uh, yeah, in, well, in because this, this series is the perfect series for a drinking game now. Totally. If, especially if Dragic is out and Bam is out. It's like, let's just have some fun, and, and we don't have to remember the fourth quarter. So the finals drinking game, Drew and I were – and, and it's, it, 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 went, it started right from the get-go last night. Drew and I promised that every time that Mark Jackson said energy and effort, we were going to take a shot. And the first thing Mark Jackson said when the camera was on him was energy and effort. Yep. And so – Oh, that that's what kind of started the snowball going, but we added a few things to it. So we're going to include energy and effort, hand down, man down, mama, there goes that man, bringing up Anthony Davis playing point guard in high school because that comes every single game, no matter what, or the, his growth spurt is junior year, yeah. no matter what game, any game that Anthony Davis plays, if he doesn't have one, to bring it up, he dribbles the ball once and they go back to him being Did a you point know he guard. Was a point guard? <laughs> It's He's so, only six foot three as a junior. It is so lame. So you guys should join us on that and let us know if you're going to take a shot. Uh, there was a, call, a a quote today. Our boy Kyrie came back. <laughs> it, once every three months, Kyrie's got to drop some kind of quote that oh gets us God. going. Now, mind you, I didn't hear him say this. All I saw was the quote. So I don't know if this was taken out of context and all, but uh, knowing Kyrie the way we think we know Kyrie, his comment was, uh, I really don't see us having a quote head coach. KD could be a head coach. I could be a he- head coach some days. And the, immediately I just said, no, no, it, it really doesn't work like that, Kyrie. And then I'm thinking about like, what if I'm Steve Nash and I hear that? Is Steve Nash, are, are you just coming in to be a puppet to these guys? And that seemed like the first public statements that Kyrie has made about the coaching change. About Steve Nash, right. So this is one of those, this is one of those little, like we, we, we talked about this a little bit with, with Alex Kennedy about, you know, snippets of quotes and snippets of player comments coming out and highlighted. Uh, I would love to hear all of it. Like, what was the question that was asked? And then the entire answer from Kyrie, because we know he's long winded. He doesn't usually make very punctual statements. He usually goes on these longer diatribes. So I would love to hear the whole quote. But if, in fact, 
there was no context removed and that's truly how he thinks that gives you more insight into what we've seen out of out of Kyrie for his whole career this guy is off his rocker he doesn't have the men, the normal mental thoughts that nor, that NBA players have that professional athletes have he thinks a lot differently than most and he's very smart he's a very bright kid yeah i'm not trying to say he's dumb right uh, but certainly he's unorthodox and and a little bit you know, against the grain when it comes to a lot of things, uh, including this statement. I don't know how the fuck he thinks that's going to play over with his brand new head coach who already is going to have a tough enough job as it is with a shit ton of expectations um, in his first ever coaching experience. And you are the second best player on the team. And sometimes the first, I wish he would have said that KD will be the, the best player on the, on the team. And, and some days I will be because that, that would have made sense. That statement makes a lot of goddamn yes. sense. But to say you don't need a coach, okay, I can understand that point of view. NBA players don't need someone to say, you need to stand here and you need to stand here, for the most part. He's right. But you need a fucking head coach, and you have a head coach. There's, you know, you're not Bill Russell. This isn't you. You're, you're not the player coach. Well, here. they were comparing it to LeBron on the page, that, on the Bleacher Report page. Well, the people were like, well, LeBron does it. I'm like, well, it's fucking LeBron. He's, you know what I mean? It's LeBron. And, and what LeBron does is he brings in head coaches that he likes or that he, you know, has respect for, that he has good, you know, similar views on basketball with. And and you're right. Like, for us to sit here and, th- and say that LeBron doesn't coach the Lakers or the Cavs or the Heat is, is incorrect. He does a lot of coaching. Um, but he also has to allow Frank Vogel to make certain calls as far as who should be in the starting lineup, as, as, as far as rotations go. Uh, defensive plays, like all those things that coaches have to do in the game, you, you're playing and you only have your your perspective, your point of view. You need the coach to step in to to take a look at and address things that you don't have the time to do while while you're actually you know in the game and playing. So we see we saw it with Chris Paul. We see it with LeBron. Yes, your point guard, your leader, of your team is an extension of the head coach, right? Always. I totally understand that. And then Kyrie made another comment about how he you know. He, KD, playing with KD, he said, I finally feel like I'm playing with somebody that can hit that shot at the end. Oh. Like me. <laughs> and that, to me, That's is a jab. A, such a jab at LeBron, right? <laughs> and it's like, really, you played with, seriously, arguably the best player to ever play basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's just another jab. So This, to me, that sounds like a retaliation for all of the talk about how Anthony Davis is the best player that LeBron's ever played with. And, and that's you know, I don't think that's an incorrect statement. No. I do think Anthony Davis is the best player LeBron has ever played with, um, better than Kyrie and better than Dwayne Wade. Now, Dwayne Wade, every, Bill Simmons especially talks about Dwayne Wade in, in 20, 2011 as being possibly the, the best player in the league at on that season. And I, I'll give him that. Like, Dwayne Wade in 2011 was unbelievable. Flash, but that's baby. just one year, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is... 26 <laughs> 26 years old 27 years old like he played point is, guard in high school too yeah right that. he played point guard in high school he's all these guard <laughs> skills and he's a seven footer um no but i do think that Kyrie certainly views himself as one of the top players in the league i think he's which is correct. fine That's i think fine. he's correct in doing that but i also think he has an ego when it comes to statements like that that are made where everyone's just like bypassing him and going oh ad's the best player that lebron's ever played with i think that's a little bit of, of Kyrie reacting to I, that. I think the Nets, they have so much talent on that team offensively that they might have some issues. You know, like they might have some issues sharing the rock a little bit. Well, with Dinwiddie. I mean, that's the biggest. And Karras. And Karras. I mean, so obviously Kevin Durant mm-hmm. 
who we know his usage rate can be whatever, right? He doesn't have to play on the ball. He's going to get his buckets, and you don't necessarily want him bringing up the ball on the floor. He can do that if, if, if that's the system that you're running. But the biggest problem was splitting the time and the ball between Dinwiddie and, and, and Kyrie. And I, and I see moving forward a, a trade for Dinwiddie. Well, like, it, it he's, came, ripe. he's ripe to be traded. He's a hell of a starter. It came up today about the, the, the Paul George thing. Right. The, the Brooklyn's trying to make some room for Paul George if possible, like if there's something on the table, which is just another – you know, person shooting the rock that needs the ball, or maybe he doesn't need the ball. I don't know, dude. I don't understand Paul George anymore. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. The one that that the Paul George rumors, since we're talking about it, um, that that I think is actually somewhat feasible is Bradley Beal, Paul George, and that to me, I think that that actually sounds pretty good. Um, we we have known for a while that Brad Beal has just been an unbelievable player stuck in an unbelievably terrible situation. Um, so, I mean, shit, the guy averaged 30 points a game this year, uh, granted on a shit team and was, you know, the out and out best player. So you would expect him to average 30 points. Um, but that guy playing alongside someone like Kawhi would be fantastic. I haven't even heard that. But again, we know that Washington values Brad Beal and they just signed the extension. And I believe he has a no trade clause in there that he can decide to remove if he, if, if he wants to. Anyway, I just, I think, I think the Nets... (laughs) Uh, and the Clippers are, are going to be in similar positions next year. A uh, lot of expectations. Um, Pressure. And, and then you're going to have a whole new system on, bo- on both of those teams as well as far as the head coach is concerned. Um, I think it's not going to be an easy road for either of them, and especially Boston – or not Boston, especially Brooklyn. We've said it this whole time. Having the personalities of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is already tender, ready to be set on fire. And and then, you know, here we go. The first comment of, of the Nash era from Kyrie is that we don't need a coach. <laughs> I can coach. It's, got, it's unfucking believable. <laughs> I love it because it gives us something to talk about. Well, you have, you, know? a, you have a point there. So is it true that Doc Rivers already has a, a new job? Twist the knife a little bit. It's been 48 <laughs> hours, guys. And Doc Rivers has signed with Philadelphia. We knew he was going to be he was going to be scooped up. Of course, he's the best available coach. Yes, and I think Philly did a great job. Get the best coach available, and I'm 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 happy for Doc, and I think he'll be great over there. I think the guys will really like Doc. He's got a tough situation on his hands as well. I mean, we just talked about a Clipper situation that he just left. That's going to be tough for them next season. It hasn't even. It's been what Drew four days since you guys left the bubble. No, since Doc got terminated. Two days. It's been two days. Yeah, it's been like two days. Monday. So yeah, three days. Today's Thursday. Uh, so it's been three days. He's already hired mm-hmm. as the Sixers head coach. As much as I understand the attraction for both uh, the Sixers to go after Doc and for Doc to go to the Sixers, this, as we know, is a clusterfuck of a situation. The Simmons and Embiid thing is an issue. Neither of them seem to be able to stay healthy long enough for them to get some cohesion on the court. And we know when they're on the court and healthy, there's spacing spacing problems. We already talked about this when, when Philly was, was removed from the bubble. They are locked up with Horford and Tobias Harris as well. So this is a situation where, from the Sixers' point of view, you have to go get the best available coach. I think it was a very smart move in bringing in Doc Rivers um, because if there's anything that he does, he, he does treat his stars really well, and the stars tend to appreciate him as a coach. Um, so he should be able to make Embiid and or Simmons or at least one of them <laughs> happy uh, being there. And we're not too sure if, if 
if Embiid will still be there moving into the season because there has been there has been trade talk too. Sure. Well, and there's going to be continuing uh, trade talk with that with that team because we know they're they're just their roster doesn't work right now, so they have to figure something out. Um, but from Doc Rivers' perspective, I just don't know why he would want to take on this challenge. Like if if I'm if I'm coaches like challenges. No, Joe. I understand that, but this is a very particular and very difficult challenge that has had what four, three three full seasons now, three or four full seasons of, of trying this without any any. Well, maybe real they success. need new eyes. Maybe maybe I, Doc's the guy. I agree. again from a Philadelphia's perspective, there's no. I don't really think that they could have done better. Mm. From Doc's perspective, this is where I'm like, that New Orleans job sounds pretty fucking good. Low expectations unbelievable level of talent in in zion and and some of these young kids that they have drew holiday who knows if he'll still be there but like indiana pretty well established you don't not a lot of expectations there you already have a really good group of guys and some all-stars and some pieces that you can trade and tinker with i just think that there was easier jobs for doc to take on and look doc's resume at this point that championship is really it's it's a really long time ago 12 years (laughs) 12 years ago years ago and and if you look at his track record since then, it's not fantastic. It really isn't. And not only did he lose this last series three, Drew, we don't need to talk about that. Stop it. It's three times. Stop. No, but like, I am just surprised that he would that he would high pro- high profile so quickly take this job. High profile coaches want high profile jobs, I guess. And the money's probably going to be really nice. And we all know Doc just loves to coach. I think since Brett that the Brett Brown thing didn't work, I think the players are going to be extremely happy. Toby's played for Doc before, probably comes highly recommended. Uh, Elton Brand Elton knows, Brand, knows yes. Doc pretty well. Yes, very well. Um, you're right, though. It was just so fast. And I know Ty Lue got a meeting with them. Right, D'Antoni. D'Antoni did. So, I mean, Elton was has been extremely proactive trying to find that next coach. And I think since – and I kind of want the Clippers to be doing the same thing. Since the season will be starting – or we think it will be starting soon. Like we, we got to get some kind of <laughs> the greatest doc doc uh, quote is we need chemistry. You know what I mean? You <laughs> got to get that chemistry going. And I think he needs to evaluate like who's going to be the guy switch that whole offense up and who's going to be the guy who, how are we going to run this offense? Right. And maybe we need to come in and clean house a little bit and get rid of a couple players. So random, very random question here. Paul George in a trade for Ben Simmons, do you want that as a Clipper? Are we are we keeping everybody else? Do we have just shooters? a straight up? I'm just calling it a straight up. I know the money's a little funny on that. I don't even know if it's plausible, straight up because of the contracts. But just forsake all of that. If because we know you know Doc obviously likes Paul George. <laughs> we don't know how much now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facts. <laughs> but at one point he did, and we we also know there's some personal history there that we didn't. I delve, would take Ben. Simmons. We didn't delve into. You would. I would take Ben because Simmons you need a point guard. I think that addresses some issues for you guys and defense. Right. I mean that's huge, and that's the length. That's the thing that we're seeing. Like we got to see now. The Lakers have the length, right? And the West is going to be extremely tough next year. Having a six ten point guard that plays both sides of the floor. Uh, and the, if we surround him with shooters, we really don't have to worry about him having to shoot the three and maybe, and again, I see, I've seen Ben Simmons at Rico Hines at UCLA drop nothing but threes all day long. Maybe LA would be a good vibe for him, or he might get the Kuzma shit and get caught up in the LA. He's scene. Already, I mean, he's been in Philly and already dated a, a, a Jenner. I know. He dated one of Kylie or no Kendall, right? 
So yeah, I don't know. Maybe Hollywood could be like the worst thing that could have happened for the eight. If if it was Paul George for Ben Simmons straight up, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't know if you would take that as a sixer, right? Like, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, because like we said, we know eventually the the Simmons and Bead thing is going to work, and they're going to go to the finals or win a championship, or they're going to have to separate. It's the East. They should be there. They should have been there already. Right. But 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 Ben got hurt too again. That's the toughest part. Mm -hmm. Is because as good of a coach as Doc is, um, or as good as Simmons and Embiid can be, if they're not healthy when it counts, then it's never going to happen, right? So, um, I don't know, man. I think I think this next season is going to be a whirlwind. Um, I do think, given all the coaching changes, we are going to see a lot of trades this year. Uh, we don't have a dynamite free agency necessarily. There's there's not Until next year. There's yeah. There's not a huge number of unbelievable you know talented players that are up for free agency this year uh, like there was last year. So I do think that, especially with all the coaching changes, we're going to see some people move a lot, like all, all over the – like just like every year. I guess every year now, I, I don't know why I should be surprised by that, but every year there's all these moves that happen. But I just I think there's going to be more trades this year than, than in previous. The, the talk in Clipperland is, is Ty Lue's the front runner right now, uh, as he should be. So I think that's going to happen. You you don't so you would prefer Tyloo over D'Antoni? D'Antoni will run fucking Kawhi to the ground. We don't have the team built for running. You know we have a team. Actually, I don't know what fucking team we have. Sorry, Kona, I just scared Kona. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know what we have, but no, I don't want D'Antoni. I don't think that'll be the guy. I don't think our offense works like that. We're kind of a slow it down kind of kind of squad. Yeah, um, and I, that's why I didn't think D'Antoni worked for Philly because like what the fuck is he going to do with Embiid? Like if right, D'Antoni goes to Philly. Embiid's done. Yeah, you're you're traded, yeah. bro. <laughs> you're out of it. You do not work. Ben Simmons works. Ben Simmons works great in that mm -hmm. because he can be the you know ipso facto Westbrook for mm -hmm. them and just put the ball in his hands and just go seven seconds or less. I, I don't. D'Antoni would be great in New Orleans. I think that's the that to me that that one should be already a done deal. Um, I mean, unless there's something specific that David Griffin doesn't like vibe with D'Antoni or, or doesn't see that that they want to move that way. I don't. Lonzo Ball is like the perfect, like he just he doesn't even want to dribble up the court. He just wants to turn and fire that ball up to somebody who's on the wing. Um, so that one seems to be like uh, ready perfect to fit. ready to go. Like I like what's what are we waiting on? If they're negotiating over millions of dollars, then so be it. Uh, but New Orleans, that that should be a done deal in my mind. The free agent pool is soft. The coach's pool right now is soft, too. we got to take the best available coach. As a Clipper fan, I'll take the guy that's been on the bench with us that has some kind of rapport with the players. But, again, it comes down to if Kawhi wants him as the head coach. Right. Because we got a plan for the future. But we're going to keep doing – like, we were planning I, – I cut out 45 minutes for today for us to have a lot to talk about a lot of, about last night's game. Yeah. Hopefully, game two, we'll have more to talk about. Okay? Yeah. I, I don't I mean, think like, we will. Look, here's, here's the truth. I, I think Miami still has like that grit and that chip on their shoulder. Like the whole like idea that Jimmy doesn't want to be swept. I think that's now their goal. That's their realistic goal. So I, I expect them to win one game at the very least. Or at least come close. I mean, if they don't have Bam, like we like we just like we said it a bunch, but mm -hmm. then then who knows if they can even come close. Um but if Bam is back and, and playing and Dragic is out, they still have some stuff that can work and fuck if, if Robinson and Crowder go off for some threes and the Lakers go back to their normal shooting, you know, we could definitely have a, a, a Miami heat upset in one of these games. If, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not predicting that. 
<laughs> it's going to be really tough, but I think Miami might get one. If there's no BAM game two, AD should go for 50. Get a 50 yep. piece in the game and just just have fun. And a last note, do you think there's any chance, any chance at all, that if the Lakers win in four or five, whatever, that LeBron doesn't get finals MVP? There's no way. Even if Anthony Davis is going for 50? I No. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's a lock already. LeBron. I think LeBron is already locked in as a finals MVP. And we've only played one game. <laughs> well, you you know what's funny is we've talked about on the show a lot is you know when when the Lakers go up fifteen you know thirteen to fifteen LeBron gets a little more of that fuck you swagger oh in yeah him and taking those step back threes so much and confidence so much dude and 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 even on that last play of the of the half when LeBron oh the dunk. windmill yeah you know the which dunk was off of the missed layup thirty five people and I, I think he's thirty six bro thirty six in December. Oh, that's right. We're we're coming up on it. We're coming up on it. The only positive thing that I'm taking away, two positive things I'm taking away from the <laughs> okay. Lakers, from the Lakers winning it this year, will be one, they get one for Kobe, which is going to be great. Yeah, I would love that. But two, and I'm preparing everybody, including you, on this. Lakers win it. LeBron gets that MVP. I am going in full hour on our podcast. On why LeBron James is the greatest player ever to play. Okay. Because it's time. I'm tired of having that. We've had this discussion for so long. Okay. And I've made valid points. This one will just solidify everything. I'm not going to be Nick Wright on it. But So this win in this championship and this finals MVP, assuming all of those things happen, which looks pretty good. This makes LeBron the GOAT for you? I just, there's, the numbers don't lie. And they keep showing the numbers all the time on here. And... It has to be a conversation. It cannot just, you cannot just uh, write off, well, MJ, it's MJ, it's MJ. And I get it. I totally understand that. And you're going to go back to six championships. I totally understand that. But the whole body of work has to be discussed. And if you just, and Laker fans are going to have to accept LeBron James for who he is, even after hating him for so long. Look, I said this from the, like, I think the very first day that we signed him. If you win me a championship, you win us a championship. You're in. Does he get? Does he get a jersey in the in the rafters? I don't think he'll want that. I mean, I, my guess is he wants his jersey. You don't think LeBron James would want a jersey in the rafters up there? I think he wants it in Cleveland. I think LeBron wants his jersey retired in Cleveland. Well, it has to be in Cleveland. But even like, don't the don't the Miami Heat have Jordan's number hanging up in their arena? I think they I think they do. So Michael <laughs> never even played for Miami. Right. My, my, I think my point is is like. If LeBron wins us this championship, and fuck, if we if we go on a little run here and he wins another one, then sure, I mean, the case can be made for him to be have his name up there. But it's just, I think for the Lakers, especially more than a lot of other franchises, you got to do more on our on on our, within our organization and spend more time within our organization than just four years. Even if he wins three fucking championships, I you know, if he wins three, there's no way. If I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like the right. the like. The undeniable part of of getting his jersey up, like what he would have to do, two would get it up there. I don't think so. I I think there's something about the the time. How long was Powell there? Six years. Six years. Okay. And he he doesn't have a jersey. He up might there. though. I don't think he We've will. We talked about that. I don't think he will. Douchebag like, John thinks he should. I don't think he should. Look, it, the lake. This is the thing. The Lakers, you know, Hall of Fame. The Lakers jersey retirements um, are not like the they're not like the basketball Hall of Fame. Where everybody gets in if you if you score X amount of points or if you played for X amount of times and won X amount of championships, you're you're pretty much in, right? 
the Lakers is like I said, it's just it's a little different. It's harder to get your jersey retired there. And like I said, I truly think LeBron views himself. He call, keeps calling himself a kid from Akron. Right. I think if if there is going to be a jersey retirement, it definitely should be in Cleveland and Miami before it's before it's in the in the Lakers. But I wouldn't be opposed to it. Right. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I actually watching that game. I I was thinking to myself, LeBron might be the kind of guy that goes. Yeah, I want my jersey retired in the Lakers, but can you put it dead center between Kobe's eight and twenty-four? Can can you wedge me in between there? Right in the middle. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, we will see. Um, all right, we're we're done. Kona, we're done. I'm I'm going to do something that I've never done before on the show, Drew. Okay. I'm going to let you take them out with whatever you want. You might not have a song right now. Play whatever you want. Wow. It's your, you're about to win a championship. It's your world. Okay. So keep screenshotting. DM me if you want our T-shirts. We love you guys. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew and Jeff Crompton who just pulled up. We're ghosts. What I want.